Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Define University podcast, a space designed for educators to ignite your passion, transform your mindset, and learn to love who you are in the process. My name is Lindsay Titus, and I am here to share simple yet strategic steps each week with you to build your momentum into creating a life full of purpose and passion. The time is now. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another brand new episode of the Define University podcast and another edition of the Share Your Story series. As I, as I seem to mention every time I record these, this has quickly become one of my favorite series here on the podcast, and, I, and I'm pretty sure it is one of yours, too, because you all are showing up, you are sharing out, and, and you're, you're sending that feedback that you're loving the interview. So I love bringing them to you. Remember, these episodes come every other week here on the podcast, and today I am so excited to introduce to you a mom mindset coach who is also an educator. Um, I'm going to let her share a little bit of her story with you. Her name is Andalib Hamad. Andalib, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for having me a guest on your podcast. Absolutely. So we we connected on Instagram, I don't even know, like maybe a year ago. I don't know, right at, right at kind of the, the beginning of the pandemic, maybe even before. Um, but I, I quickly lo- loved how similar we are in our, in our love of all things mindset and our things of all, you know, really putting the focus on, on who we are as educators. Um, and I just think I love it. And so I'm excited for my listeners here to learn a little bit more about your story. Um, and so when people kind of ask that, that question, you know, what do you do? What do you, you know, what do you do? Where are you from? All those, all that good stuff. What is typically, you know, what do you share with people? Yeah, absolutely. So I am, of course, a mom of three kids, first and foremost, right? Gotta love our kitties. <laughs> but um, then I'm also a first grade teacher, as well as a mindset coach and the creator of my mindset coaching business called Positive Minded Kids. And it's it's really interesting how everything kind of weaved together and became such an integral part of my story. And that is how really it all kind of came into being. So I started substitute teaching, gosh, maybe like uh, 10 years ago, eight years ago. And that kind of just really allowed me to see like, you know, the education setting and how much it, educators are so important. And, you know, in my heart, I always said, I always want to go back to school and become a teacher. So my story is kind of unique in the sense that I didn't originally go to school to be a teacher. I have a bachelor's degree in political science and history. Um, But then I got married and I moved to New Jersey. So I'm from northern New Jersey, about 10 minutes away from New York City. And we started just um, started our family first and foremost. And I decided that while I'm having, you know, I'm having my children and they're young, I wanted to just kind of work part time. So I didn't want to be devoted to a career, even though I was always very ambitious. I was always very driven. I always wanted to make that big change in the world. And so um, I started working part time and I would do projects here and there. And then when I started subbing, that's when I was just like, okay, this is it. This is it for me. I feel like I found my calling, but I wasn't done with like the whole family aspects of it. So it was still kind of in the back of my mind. And because I didn't go through uh, education the traditional way, New Jersey was very, um, has this program called the alternate route to certification. So basically allows educators to go back and get their certification if they qualify 
qualify, you know, having a bachelor's degree in certain fields. So luckily for me, that route allowed me to become a certified teacher the untraditional way. So I didn't have to go back to university and have tens of thousands of dollars worth of student loan debt, you know, like I had originally originally had done already. So as I was doing that, you know, I had said, like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to continue subbing. And, you know, I had my third child. So a lot was going on. And, you know, in the middle of everything, I was kind of facing a little bit of resistance from people saying, you know, I don't know if you're going to get a job with the alternate route, because there's, you know, teachers coming out of university, going the traditional way, like, why would principals want to hire you when you know, you have your uh, teachers coming right out of college. So, you know, I kind of faced a little resistance there. And this is kind of where like, I felt like my mindset um, journey began. So I started kind of, you know, researching goal setting and the power of the mind and positive thinking and all that beautiful stuff. So I was kind of, you know, setting my plan out and doing my action behind it. And I just started, you know, as I was reading books, as I started listening to YouTube videos, as I, uh, I just started. And it, it's, it's incredible how everything just falls into place at the right time. Uh, I started, you know, studying to do the proxies exams. I passed them one by one. And then I started the whole program. And as I did that, I started applying and I got a position. Like I got a position as a Title I um, teacher in the Title I district uh, in my, in my, where I live. So it was super convenient where my kids go to school, um, public school. It's, you know, it's, it's amazing. I was so happy, so lucky, but I ultimately wanted to go into the classroom. Like that was my goal. So as I was working Title I, the Title Title one position was a part-time position. So it really got me, you know, super into reading more personal development books. And I was list, I was reading a book by Jen Sincero, You Are a Badass at Making Money. And all of a sudden, I got the idea for my mindset coaching business. So I started. I just started. I, I, I took out a piece of paper. I wrote down, what is it that I need to do right now, right? Small, simple, strategic steps, like you say all the time, which I love. And I started right there and I said, I need to just start. I need to make an account and I need to just start. And that's what I did. And, and it, it has just been such an incredible journey. And even though I'm still building it and it's not hugely successful yet, that's okay. You know what I mean? This is all part of my journey and it's all part of me learning and it's all part of me teaching the incredible women that I have connected with from around the world. Incredible. Like, so, you know, and, and all that happened as I was loving my life working as a Title I teacher. And then in the summer, um, I got an interview in the same district for my first grade uh, position and now I'm a first grade teacher. So this is my second year teaching first grade and I am just building my business at the same time, uh, trying to make a change with my kids, trying to make a change with my students and just ultimately, you know, spreading that big message of mindset and the importance of mindset around the world. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. I mean, I, I think, you know, my listeners know obviously how much I think mindset is, is that key, right? It's, it's often that, that missing key that I think we all know it's important Right. We all know. Yep. Got to have the right mindset. But we don't often take the steps right that to really, you know, without getting cheesy on the analogy, like actually putting the key into the lock and seeing if it opens, you know, this expansive opportunity or these expansive opportunities that are 
that are around us. And man, so many of the things that you, I, I couldn't keep up writing with writing down these notes. Like I just, so the thing though, that stood out to me is that you hit on that I think is such an, is such a crucial part, especially if somebody has that, that idea inside of them, like, Oh, I want to do this or I want to do that. But do I, I don't know how, right. Not letting the how stop you from your greatness and all you need absolutely is a pen and a piece of paper like so many like I don't know what to do I don't know but what do you know what to do right what do you know so it's I could focus on what I can't do or don't know how or I have the choice to focus on what I can do and everybody has a piece of paper everybody has a pen just start thinking right just start writing it down and and it and that's how define university was born too i had no idea i was like let's do this let's try that and and slowly but surely it did and it's like oh i never thought of that okay i'll do that now or i didn't think about that but i don't really need that so that can stay on the you know idea list mm-hmm. and i and i just love that story because all along whether it was your job or the business you didn't know what it was going to look like right? That end result, but your why is driving you the whole way through and the confidence and trust you have in yourself that it's going to be amazing because you're the one like taking lead. You're the one leading the way. Exactly. And it's absolutely a journey. It's a practice, which I know that you, you know, you speak about a lot as well on in your Instagram and on your content is that, you know, we have our bad days too. We have those moments of like, can I really do this? Or you know, is anyone listening or, you know, am I making the difference? And then you get that one comment or that one message that just makes it all worth it again. So absolutely, it's absolutely a practice and it's a journey. Yeah. I love it so much. I I keep coming back to this statement, you know, and, and you can fill it in with so many things, but like blank is a process we practice every day. And, you know, things that come to mind are, you know, things like you're thinking of in the school building, things like relationships, right? They are not something to simply do. They're not a to-do item on your list, but there's something we practice, we build, we strengthen every single day. Same thing with gratitude, same thing with just understanding your journey, right? Understanding where you're at. There is not a, when I do X, Y, and Z, I'm done. It's like, no, once you get to Z, you go back to A and we keep living this process. And that's the beautiful thing, right? And I think I used to look at that as, oh, it's never ending. Like this is gonna be ongoing. And I had a negative viewpoint to that. You know, years ago when I started, uh, when my burnout happened, when my like, I can't do this anymore. And now I'm like, this is never going to end. That's the most amazing thing ever because I don't want it to end. I just want it to keep getting better as I continue to evolve and grow. How do you, you know, on those tough days, you mentioned like when things, you know, are not happening and you're like, what am I even doing? Because yes, I have them too. I have them pretty often actually. Um, What is it that you, how do you reground yourself? How do you re- kind of reestablish or, or just maybe reconnect is maybe a better word. Reconnect to your why, your purpose, your passion. What are some things that you do to help you recenter yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like it's very important to become aware of these moments, right? You need to take a step back and know that that's perfectly normal, that every single person is going through this. 
even if they're not broadcasting it, you know, social media is a highlight reel. We talk, uh, we see that all the time. So know that whatever you're going through is absolutely 100% normal. And it probably just means that you need to take a step back and take a deep breath and take a break. So, you know, I like to take, a, I like to kind of to take a step back away from social media because there's so much noise on social media, um, even though we know how good it could also be. Um, but for myself lately, what I've actually been doing is I've been incorporating movement into my life. I, you know, incorporated exercise and fitness and, um, you know, walking and just really connecting with my creativity. Like those things, uh, kind of reignite my creativity. Journaling helps, you know, um, I just, just recently, a few weeks ago, I felt like I started to kind of complain a, a lot again. And, you know, the March is for teachers, you know, it's, it's a little tough because there's no break. You're, you're, you're kind of pulling through to the, to spring break and the students are kind of getting uh, very restless. So it gets a little challenging in March. And I just saw myself starting to complain and I'm just like, Oh my goodness. No. And then I, I looked at what was going on in my life. I hadn't been really buckling down with my mindset routine. I haven't been practicing my gratitude. I haven't been doing my journaling. I haven't been taking that time for myself. I was on social media way more than I, I used to be. So becoming aware of these things and having those tools and strategies to help you get, get through those moments. So I had my mindset routine. I just hadn't been practicing it. You know, I had the, found, the foundations there. It's just a matter about going back to the foundations, going back to what it is that you know that works for you. So, you know, with my clients, I love to give them a variety of tools and strategies because one tool may not work as well uh, for one person than it might work for another. So you have to kind of become, you know, first learn all of them, right? And then experiment and see which ones work for you. And that's what I realized with myself. And I started pushing myself to do my mindset, um, uh, my mindset practice each and every morning. And guess what? Like, I started to feel better again. Like, it's really that simple. It's just a matter of doing it. Like you said, you know, some people are kind of, you know, they they're, they get so caught up in the strategy, the strategy, or they get so caught up in, you know, this isn't going well for me, or this is going to, this is not fair. This, you know, you got to recenter your focus and see well, what is it that I can do, right? We say, how are we at cause for this? How are we at cause? What can I do to get myself out of this so that I can um, flip my focus and see how I can get out of it. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I resonated with so many things. I actually just recorded a podcast on the importance of awareness. And because, you know, I, I often will go to the four A's. So awareness, acceptance, acknowledgement, and then action. And I lived a life of pure action all the time. I was go, 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 let me do all the things. And, and I go into that episode about what really that has become is the merry-go-round effect. You do all the things, but you don't actually go anywhere. You're going in a circle. And so I, I love that you highlighted that because it's so true. It's the step that we so often skip and we don't even notice that we're doing it. Well, if we don't notice we're doing it, we're never going to change because it's not an issue. Right? It's not, we aren't identifying it as a challenge. And I see that in our, in our kids too. Sometimes, you know, you've got maybe a student that's like tapping on their desk and the student doesn't even know they're doing it. But when you say, Hey, do you know you're tapping on your desk? Oh my gosh, no, I'm sorry. I was, you know, they're doing whatever I'm thinking. I was staring at the window. Who knows? Right. But once you bring awareness to it 
and they're aware, well, then it stops for, for at least a portion of time. But that awareness piece is crucial. And I love the other piece you brought up about we've got to limit the noise, right? So you've got to think about what is influencing your thoughts and your feelings. And if it's external, how do you, what's the best way for you to like eliminate that noise? And it is, sometimes it's taking a social media break. Sometimes it's going for a walk, right? And that's what I love teaching people is that the strategies are endless, right? The what to do, you can easily search and get millions of, of options. But what you don't find is what's going to work for you. So you've got to, you know, like you said, you've really got to try things. I'll just say try it before you deny it. So you've got to experience it. You've got to try it out. Did it work? Do some reflection. I felt this way. I wanted to feel that way. It didn't really work for me in this moment, but it might somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And and your last piece about using the tools. Yes, I, I share that in my groups so often because, I mean, again, connect it to kids. We remind our kids all the time, right? It's math. Get your manipulatives. Yeah. It, you know, get your, get your writing checklist. Those are tools, right? We have to remind them to use them. We get to say that same reminder to us, right? Are you using the tools? Exactly. Or have we kind of got away from them a little bit and maybe that could be a big reason why we're not feeling so great, right? You know what to do. The answers are inside of us. We've just got to be aware, like you said, that awareness without it, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I mean, we live in such a fast paced uh, world that everything, like you said, is just do, do, do. And I resonate with that so much and until you sit down and you reflect and you say what is it that that i can do differently what can i incorporate into my life then you're really not nothing's going to change right nothing changes if nothing changes so <laughs> absolutely oh i love it so much so as you are you're on this you're on this mission right you're on your path you're on your purpose um both you know in in all the roles you serve you know uh with your business with being a mom with being an educator what would you say is like your foundational mission? Like, what is it that you want to share that you wake up every day? Like, what do I get to share with the world today? What is it that, that I am here for? What would you say that mission is? It's really just to bring more awareness to our mindset and to how important it is our beliefs and our thoughts and our feelings are. And, you know, my business is called Positive Minded Kids. And initially I had started it trying to target children, right? Because I'm a first grade teacher. I'm a mom. However, I realized that I can't target children if I can't target their mothers first or their parents first. So that's when my business kind of pivoted a little bit. And, you know, we can do so much in the classroom, right? We can do so much in our educational roles, but if our um, students or our children don't have that foundation at home as well, then it's going to quickly be forgotten. And, you know, I know that you, you know a lot about mindset, but everything really does have to do with your thoughts and your feelings. So my big mission in the world is to just bring more awareness to it because I, I really feel like a lot of people don't know about it. Like we're not taught this stuff in school. Like, you know what I mean? So that's another thing with like social emotional learning. It's slowly starting to become more present in the school districts. Um, However, you know, unfortunately, there's so much emphasis and time spent on, you know, math, reading, writing, science, social studies, that a lot of teachers are a little resistant towards incorporating social emotional learning because they feel like there's no time. There's no time. So I feel like for me, as far as my mission, I really want to try to bring that message out into the world, you know, with parents, 
um, with whoever it may be. Like, even if they're not, a lot of my community, they're not even parents. Like some of them are younger women that aren't married, they don't have kids. So like, but they're learning about this stuff now. And I wish I knew about this stuff before when my kids were younger. Like how many, like how much just stress would have been off my plate had I known about this stuff. So that's really kind of part of my mission that kind of what fuels me that is part of my big why is that I don't want women in the world to kind of witness or go through the emotional parts and the, the stressful parts of everything in the beginning where they don't have to if they kind of just learn about this beforehand. So mm-hmm. I love that. And I love that you you're taking it from like a concept and now you're now you're teaching women to experience it. Right. And I think that's that's such an important part. Right. Again, we've all heard mindset is important. You know, I'm, I'm going to make a guess. We've all heard something to that effect. We've all heard gratitude is important. We've all heard these things, but how do you actually experience it in a way that is going to, you know, work for you, I think is so crucial because it's not just as simple as, so I guess it is. So I was going to say, it's not as simple as just writing down a gratitude statement. It really is that simple. Like it's, it's that piece, but it's so much stronger than that right? It's, it's again, why am I doing that? Well, because when I'm sharing gratitude, I'm not taking anything for granted and I'm living my life that it is purposeful in this moment so that nothing is, is by chance, right? It is, it is, I am here and I get to experience that. And I think that's so, I think that's just so important to bring awareness, but then teach how do you experience it and how do you make it your lifestyle? Not just something that you go to, when challenges happen, that this is something we're doing to, from a, from like a big proactively set us up to experience life in the best way we know how. Yeah, absolutely. I talk a lot about a bit about it being kind of like a preventative measure, mm-hmm. you know, like when you have all these things intact and when things don't go as planned, because let's just face it, life is life and you know, things inevitably happen losses happen, deaths happen, sicknesses happen. So when those things happen, that is when you, when your practice really comes into play. And that's when you know that, okay, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, I know that my reaction, right, would have been different. So you know, I've heard you speak about this too before, and it's it resonates so much because it really is. And and I feel like also, you know, like you mentioned with the gratitude, and and it's so important. You know, gratitude is a huge practice. I just did a podcast episode yesterday that went live all about gratitude. But I think it's super important for everyone to know that you know you have to connect to it and you have to do it right. Like people learn, but they don't do. You know that whole phrase, knowledge is power. Well, knowledge is power, but with without action, it's not. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also important, right? I think you'd absolutely agree with me that we, we absolutely have to learn these things, but we also have to put it into practice. Yes, absolutely. We can know all the things, <laughs> but if we aren't doing it, it's not going to get us any closer to, to a change, right? To a transformation, to an evolution. And we can see that on a personal level. We can see that with um, a lot of the, you know, systemic changes that we're looking to make in the world, 
regardless if it's, you know, race, gender, um, even within the educational field, we can know all the things. But if we're not, I love that we said, if you're not taking action, kind of where is it going to get us, right? What what change are we really going to see or be a part of? And, you know, you had mentioned social emotional learning, and I love that you brought it up because I agree. I think over this last year, we've seen a, a huge increase in this desire for it, but we've also seen, or, or at least where I am, like I hear a lot of how do I fit it in? It's one more thing. What else can I do? And, you know, I think it's, again, I think it's the mindset you hold on what social emotional learning is. Are you looking at it as it's a 20 minute chunk of time in your school day where you focus on thoughts, feelings, and, and emotions? Or is it something that you look at as this is now a new foundation and we embed social emotional learning into our school day. It could be tied into your math problems. It can be tied into your read aloud in reading. It can be tied into the times where you're just hanging out talking with your class. And so, you know, I often go back to that. It's like, if I hear people like, I don't know how to do it. I'm like, well, tell me what you do now. And it's usually that. Well, I'm trying to fit it in to this or that. I'm like, let's, let's expand. Let's think about what social emotional learning gets to be. So in your classroom, how do you, how do you look at social emotional learning? What are some of the, do you have any tips or, or thoughts for the listeners on how can we really embrace this, this movement almost of social emotional learning versus this is something to do in this chunk of time? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I mean, I think it's important for teachers to get kind of learn about it first, right? Because again, it's not out there yet. And I think it's important for us, uh, to learn about it as educators and to understand the importance of it. Once we can adopt the importance of it, like you said, it doesn't have to be just a chunk of time. It could be, um, you know, when Jimmy raises his hand and it doesn't answer the question correctly. Like you can tell, and he like slumps down and gets upset about it. You can tell him, you know, that's okay, bud. Like, you know, good try. I'm so happy that you, uh, you participated. You did a great job. Mistakes is how we learn. You know what I mean? That whole growth mindset approach, um, as opposed to, like you said, it, it doesn't have to just be a big chunk of time. Like, you know, I, I kind of try to incorporate it also in my journal prompts that I do every morning. Like we start our class with 15 minutes of journal every day in, in, in the first grade classroom. So I try to give them gratitude prompts and try to give them more self-esteem, self-confidence um, prompts and, you know, and having them share about it and, you know, giving them feedback throughout the day. Like when, you know, when they're, maybe you see Molly went to go help uh, Jimmy with something, you know, praise her with doing that. It's these little tiny moments that make an everlasting impact on these children. And, and the thing is, it's like, you don't feel like it's really doing anything, but it does because then like three days later, something will come up and be like, Oh, I remember like we talked about this or we did that, or you told us this. And, and then all of a sudden it's stuck. Like kids are sponges. And the more that we model it for them or the more that they experience it, like you said, it's all about the experience, making social emotional learning part of your teaching experience instead of it just being one other thing like you said to teach and it being another part of the curriculum so I feel like it's so important for teachers to really understand what it is learn about it and then no um, take note as to how they can make it a part of their experience yeah I love that because again one one search for social emotional learning is going to give you so much information you're going to get curriculum you're going to get what teachers are doing you're going to get 
ideas. You're gonna get so many things and that can be really overwhelming, right? We can have so many options. And then, you know, I will often hear, or, or I thought of to myself, like, where do I even start, right? And when we think about that, sometimes our brain naturally goes to, well, that means what I'm doing now is wrong, so I have to start over and I can't do that, right? And then we go on this negative train, right? This negative cycle. But I always then ask, well, instead of starting over, build on from your experience, right? Build on from what's working. What do you currently have? What, and, and keep going with what's working and then build in what is it that's not, right? What is it that is not? Because when I look at, if you look at social emotional learning, you know, one of the things I do very often with, with these bigger concepts is I define them. I break them down into easier to understand words, phrases, you know, what have you. And so social, right, involves people, involves communication, interaction. Again, we could go so much bigger for the sake of this though. That's, you know, to me, that's what comes to mind for social. Emotional, now I'm inner, right? So social is more outer, emotional is inner. How am I responding to situations? What emotions am I feeling? Learning, I'm learning new skills, I'm inquiring, I'm, I'm increasing my knowledge. Okay, so that can happen anywhere, right? Yeah. That does not happen between 9 and 9.15 a.m. Monday on Monday morning. Yeah. So I think sometimes when we take these bigger concepts and break them down, like you said, they happen in so many places for all ages. And it's, it's this combination, I think, of using these natural moments, right, when things happen, but also establishing that preventative measure of doing, you know, picking the read aloud that has to do with, um, you know, empathy or picking the journal prompt. Like, I, you do journal every day. So just embed different questions into that and, and have these conversations, right? Make it, make it just the, that that's the, the standard of your classroom is that we emphasize social emotional learning from the start of our day to the end of our day. And that becomes a standard that the kids learn to live by, that it's not just something we do one, one 15 minute period, but we do it all day, every day. And I think, again, that starts with awareness. That starts with that mindset on what do I believe social emotional learning to be? Why is it important? And then let the how and what really be a community feel within your classroom. Yeah, exactly. That's beautiful, Lindsay. Like, I love that. And, and it makes it a little, it makes it less overwhelming, like you said. And I think more, you know, educators will be more likely to, you know, start incorporating it slowly. And that's what we need. We just need some some type of change and, you know, it, it'll lead to bigger change, so. Absolutely. I think, you know, I think we, we you know, bring up this word overwhelm, right? And I think that's why once we're aware, like awareness, right, this awareness that I'm overwhelmed, and it doesn't matter what it is, it could be with teaching new content, it could just be with our own lives, it could be with so many things. I think that's why it's so important then to, to go to acceptance, like accept that you're overwhelmed, like honor it, not to the sense where you're saying I am overwhelmed, and that's it. But it's I'm experiencing the feeling of overwhelmed. And then now you acknowledge where you want to get to and then take action to release that overwhelm. But if you're thinking you got to do it all, if you're thinking you got to change everything, if you're thinking, of course, you're overwhelmed, because <laughs> your thoughts are telling you that, but you don't have to define yourself as overwhelmed. And I think that's a that's a key component. We talk about mindset. You know, I really stick to I am statements for the things I want, things I desire. But I don't, I try really hard and I catch myself now if I do. Like I am stressed, doesn't come out of my mouth. I am overwhelmed. Again, if it does, it's followed up with by the experiences, I'm, by the thoughts I'm experiencing or by the, by the situation. So because yeah. it's, I'm not stressed. 
but I'm feeling stressed in this moment. And I think that's so, so key. Do you find that too? That's something that you work on? Absolutely. So identity is a huge part, right? With the mindset, with the subconscious mind. So I'm learning so much about this, um, the subconscious mind and I'm working on, um, you know, NLP and EFT and all these amazing tools and strategies and identity is a huge part. So the subconscious mind uh, responds very easily to I am. So if you're feeding your subconscious mind, I am overwhelmed, I am stressed, then you are like making that into your actions, right? It's just perpetuating the problem. So you want to shift it to I'm feeling, or maybe I'm, I feel overwhelmed, or like you said, um, I am overwhelmed. I'm sorry. What, what, what did you say? You're, you're, how did you say um, Like I'm feeling overwhelmed in this moment. In this moment. Yeah. So you want to kind of like, you know, swap it out because when you adopt that identity with those, like, you know, those feelings that we don't want to feel because they're really feelings. They're not who we are. We are not overwhelmed. We're just feeling overwhelmed. So it's such an, uh, a shift in mindset and it really does help because you are taking it from a different approach. You're not, um, you're not like, you know, engaging in that whole actions where the overwhelm will take you if you take yourself out of it. So identity is a huge thing and whatever you tell yourself, you are. So if you're telling yourself you're overwhelmed, guess what? You're going to stay overwhelmed. So just shift. And of course it's, it's like, like I said before, like we mentioned, it's a practice. Like we, we still catch ourselves, right? Me and you still catch ourselves, even though we know these things, even though we teach these things, but it's all a practice. It's all a process. And the more that we can, you know, catch ourselves, the more we can um, fix it. And then hopefully the more we can teach everyone about it as well. Absolutely. And, you know, you had mentioned earlier, you know, one of the things I constantly go back to is small, simple, and strategic. This is a great example there. And this, this ties in how important the words are that we speak. So literally your takeaway here is instead of saying, I am overwhelmed, it's I'm feeling, or I feel overwhelmed. That's it. That's, that's all we're asking you to do. Practice that. And again, then see and feel the difference because it truly, it truly gets to be that simple. But it, the hard part is, again, now you're retraining your brain, your both your conscious and subconscious mind to now make this your daily go-to. And, and you guys, you know, you hear me, I'll say something and then I'll switch it. And so it's constantly being aware, bring it back to that awareness mm-hmm. so that you know, oh wait, that didn't just serve me. That, it does not serve me to say I'm stressed right now. So I'm going to flip it and now I'm going to say it this way. The more you do that, the less you're going to catch yourself because you're automatically going to be changing your, your words. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> awesome. Well, Andali, you have shared so much amazing um, tips and thoughts with us today. So before we go, is there any final um, last bit of advice that you would share, you would love to share with the listeners? Yeah, just again, the importance of working on your beliefs. So your mindset, your attitude, your beliefs is so, so important. I think it was Tony Robbins that said success is 80% mindset, 20% strategy. So 
if you're not working on that 80% regularly, then your beliefs, your subconscious thoughts, these things that we have deeply rooted in our minds is going to try to stop you. And it's not going to allow you to live up to your potential. So really just take, and it doesn't have to be long, just take a few minutes every day to work on your mindset. Learn these things, learn these tools and strategies so that you can incorporate them into your life every single day. And you will see how much more magical your life will become. Uh, I love it so much. Yes. And start small, right? I started with three minutes of gratitude. That is literally where my, my journey began. So start small, make it doable, something that you can achieve every day, build your success, build your confidence, and then keep growing and evolving. Um, I love that so much. Um, Andalib, if people want to, if they have not connected with you yet and they want to continue to connect with you, um, what is the best place for them to connect with you on social media? And then what, again, can you share again the name of your podcast? And again, I will make sure it's all in the show notes for everybody to go and see. Yeah, thank you so much. So my, I hang out the most on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at positive minded kid. And I also have a podcast called the Mind Your Thoughts podcast. And I love connecting with people on Instagram. Um, you know, say hello. I love to connect in the DMs. And yeah. Excellent. I love it. Yes. And make sure to go and follow Analeep. She has amazing mindset activities and, and just, again, really simple takeaways that I know I appreciate when they come into my feed every day. So get on over there and, and follow. Analeep, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. It's been awesome learning more from you and hearing your story today. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Ab absolutely. All right, listeners, thank you so much. Um, we loved recording this for you. I sure hope you enjoyed listening along. If you did, please do me a favor and go rate, review, and subscribe. Share it out on social media. Make sure to tag both of us in it so we can celebrate alongside you sharing the, the mission and vision and message of Define University. And as you go through this week, always remember to keep on loving who you are, owning who you are, trusting who you are. Those will help you define who you are. And until next time, I will see you same time, same place, right here next week with a brand new episode coming your way. So until then, have an amazing week ahead and I will talk to you all soon.